Hello, and welcome to the Moncast, where we compare Pokemon and Digimon. I'm Stevie, and as always, I'm joined by Quinn. Hey, how's everybody? Everybody being just Stevie this week. Sadly, no May today, but we have the scores from 108 Mono later. The current score is 5-1 to Digimon, and this time we're discussing the seventh episodes, Trees a Crowd, and Now You See It, Now You Don't. We recommend watching the episodes before you listen any further, but you do give, and a big thank you to our fantastic patrons for supporting the show. If you want to join them, you'll gain early access to the uncut versions of every episode, and you'll get us to reach the milestone where we do monthly specials. So let's start off with Trees a Crowd. It's such a good pun. It's, it's not terrible. I like it. My absolute favorite part of the episode was just Ash being like, Oh, hey, it's a Trico. I've wanted one ever since I first saw one. But like, didn't you think it was a water type? He still wanted one. He needs a, a water type for his team. So he has to catch a grass type instead. But this is good because we like when Ash catches things. Makes the filler or not filler question very easy. It really does. It also means that he could go back and battle the first gym leader now if he wanted. I doubt that's the journey they're going to take. I think we've set that up to be the uh, the last gym leader. Might be. I think in the games it's like the fifth gym, but I might be wrong. I'm basing that off of the few small ant videos that I've watched where it just lots of Pokemon challenges. But yeah, Ash has a Trico, and I love this Trico a lot. I'd like Trico's design, just like from the off. I think if I ever get around to playing playing Gen 2, Trico is what I will go with. Other than, uh, I guess I don't remember which one is the water type. Mudkip. Yeah, nobody really needs Mudkip. Uh, Mudkip is is good, like, typing-wise. Yeah, exactly. And he does become swole. But like most of them become swole. <laughs> this is the swole gen. I mean... Sceptile is big. Swampert is big. I know maybe a third of this gen. I really only ever knew the first gen very well. Yeah, the only Trico that beats the Trico that Ash gets is the old Trico. That's really wrinkly. The old Trico was pretty great. He's so precious. That should have been the one that came with Ash, to be honest. It would be an easy capture, but it would be real bad at fighting. Remember when Ash had to be reminded of the need to battle things? Yeah, Maeve reminded him. Because he just kind of forgot. Like, Ash told May about it, and then May had to remind Ash. So I guess Ash is just forgetful or impatient. I mean, sometimes you do just want to chuck the Pokeball and hope for the best, because it saves battling. That's fair. We're kind of like jumping between the front and the start. You could just sort of go in any order, I guess. Ash's Trico has got sass. It's true. Real sassy. Also, the tails look like butts. They touch butts. Apparently, Giovanni should really get a massage from a Trico's butt. Yep. The Trico's tail butt should tickle his nose to wake him up in the mornings. Yeah, that was a fetish thing. What the heck? It's so weird. And apparently Trico's good for massaging. You know what? I'd be willing to try that. Maybe those gecko fingers are good for it. I, I might make my peace with the animal cruelty issues if I could just get a pet that would give me a massage every day. I don't think I've ever had a massage. I had one this week. They're really, really good. I don't know if, they had, if I have muscles for them to massage. Maybe I need a massage so I can find out. So Trico, 
has a tree that that he likes. Surprisingly, who would have thought the Trico episode that's called Trees a Crowd would have involved a tree? I'm not sure it makes sense. There, there must be some pattern in there somewhere. Co, co, e, eco, ecosystem. Yeah. There we go. But yeah, this Trico, while also having sass and wanting to fight, also lo- loves and cares for its tree very deeply and wants to, to save it from death. He attack, but also protect. It protect and attack, indeed. It's attack to protect. It's a, it's a lovely Trico. I like that he cares for the tree and wants to give it water and leaves to keep it warm, because trees need warmth, apparently. He's, he's got the right idea at heart, even if it's not well executed. But he's so good. He's sweet. And also he like keeps grabbing sticks to put in his mouth like the farmer's bit of wheat. And then just like spitting them at people and being surprised when it's not an effective attack. They're sharp twigs. They should die like insta-hit. Maybe Trico just needs to aim for the eyes. Maybe that would probably help. Did, does Trico not get like a, a razor leaf? Uh, probably a later. Do we even see Trico use like an attack? Not really. He just kind of beats things up. I think it uses tackle. That's about it, and is fast. I don't think we see it use a grass move, unless you count spit stick. I think that should really be classified under the gross type. I kind of hope Trico has no grass moves, so that we find out how Ash goes about teaching it moves. Because that's not something that's covered much, actually, It's move training. Yeah, I think Pokemon mostly just goes with they know all the moves unless we say otherwise. But I would like to see that, because actual training... And development of Pokemon would be good. Yeah, it would definitely make the show a lot more interesting if, if Ash had to do something besides walk two different places. I don't even know where we're headed exactly at the moment. Yeah, I thought about it when they said it, but I sure don't remember. It's just the first real town. Well, I guess the second, if you count. The one with the first gym that he couldn't challenge. I don't think I gave the show credit for not just giving Ash to the badge out of pity at that point. That's good. Don't give him pity badges. No, he's gotten way too many pity, pity badges. Like that's what the, most of the first season was, was pity badges. Oh, thanks, you saved my gym from Team Rocket. Have badge, yeah. No wonder he did not win. No, like, every leader just kind of let him through, because why not? Anyway, besides Trico, um, I did notice that we are all stupid, because Cacnea and Surviper both appear in the intro with Team Rocket, and none of us noticed or pointed this out. That's fair. I also didn't pay enough attention to notice that Brock showed up, so, you know, it's fine. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah! (laughs) See? We are the worst. We are not the best. We're clearly just like, oh, the intro's on, let's look away. Look at anything else. We are all so oblivious. Well, I think Pokemon has just trained us to not pay attention to anything besides the bright colors of the intro. Because that's really all the intro is for. But we're just all distracted by Hero. <laughs> That's also super true. So, other things. So, dead tree is dead. It's like super hella dead. Yeah, the tree just dies. It splits in half. But it's okay, because somehow it gives everyone a hallucination of its entire life first. It does. And also, apparently, as it grows, it just makes a giant crater in the ground. I, don't, I didn't understand why that was. I, th- I think it's just because it was such a heavy tree. I guess. But the, the the weight shift is... Okay, you know what? I'm not going to get into the physics of tree growth, okay? If the writers didn't care about how trees work, we shouldn't care about how trees work. Valid. 
they were just like, we want this tree to be a cool tree. It's going to be big. It's going to die. It's going to split in half down the middle because that's how trees die. <laughs> For just no reason. All the tree goes are going to try and save this tree by pulling it back together and tying it with rope because that's how trees work. I honestly was expecting the tree to survive when Ash got his rope out. <laughs> no. If they tied the tree back together, it was just like, it's fine now. You know, but when they bothered to suggest it, I thought they were going to go for it because it's not like they cared about tree physics. It's Ash just be like, yeah, you, you, the tree's going to be okay, tree go. It's fine, but, but we'll put some rope on it, and your tree will be fine. It's like duct tape. Yeah, they're just trying to soften the blow. Just be like, oh, don't don't give up hope, Trico. We could still save your tree. And the tree's just like, nah, fam, I'm dead. I do love the dramatic tree death. <laughs> it was a lot. It's so stupid, but I love it. It's so extra, but I'm kind of here for it. Like, after they both stayed up all night trying to save it, it's just like, I'm out, tapping out, Trico. Well, and I thought they were going to take the acorn thing, and, like, Trico was going to take it with him on his journey and find a place to plant it, and they were just like, nah, fam, let's plant one more tree. Yeah, plant trees. They, they're they good. Trees are like parents for geckos in the Pokemon world. I, I liked that Meowth translated the conversation. Yes, it was very, um, I don't know, I couldn't help laughing when at the end old Trico and, and Ash's Trico are just having a conversation that they just never bothered to have to write words for. Trico, Trico, Trico! Yep. Yep, that's sure a thing that takes up like a minute and a half of this episode. Yeah, like the one that Meowth translates is good. The one that isn't translated is kind of... I don't. I don't particularly care for it when they just have Pokemon saying things to each other. I at least want them to throw some subtitles on it. There's a whole episode called Island of the Giant Pokemon where the Pokemon are by themselves, like most of the episode, and it is subtitled, and it is the best episode by far. I honestly just wish that there were in like if there were subtitles that Ash could not see, but you just know what Pikachu is saying. And it's a real shame that Pokemon is not willing to go that deeply into a ridiculous gag. Subtitles are good. I like knowing what the Pokemon are saying. And that's why I enjoy Meowth translating when that comes up. Because it's better than just being like, the Pokemon can feel... I wish that were a trick we used more often. And I I like when Pokemon have lives that are slightly more interesting than I live in a forest. Anyway, yeah, it's fine if you capture me and just take me off with you. I just realized, like, the whole story of this one is the whole Trico community is talking to this one Trico, like, you should move out, your house is falling down. And this this one's just like, no, I'm gonna save my house. And then his house fell down, so he left. His house fell down, but it was okay, because his house was happy. He planted a new house, and then put zero effort into making sure that it grew up big and tall. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care about this one. He's left. The community can look after this house, since they care so much about, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, this Trico is stubborn and really doesn't care what the community thinks. There's a lot of layers to this Trico, actually. None of which will ever be important again, other than sass. As long as he keeps the stick. I want him to keep that, because that was, like, a unique thing. Yeah, I was here for it. I appreciated that it, A, did not work when he spat a stick at Team Rocket, and and also that he tried. I mean, he, he can jump really high. You saw that jump. It was high. It was a big old jump. He did take down, like, Team Rocket. 
entirely by himself, which is impressive. The Team Rocket scheme was real good this episode as well. It was pretty great. We're going to slam all the trees with a bulldozer and then catch the geckos in a net. It's actually like a pretty good idea. I'm here for it. I almost wish they had just gotten a Trico on their team. Maybe. They've already got one grass type in Cacnea, though. Yeah, but I don't care about that. Cacnea was so precious as well. Cacnea is pretty great. Cacnea seems really good, but you, they, they just they don't understand that you shouldn't pin missile the balloon that you're in, and it's so precious. It tries so hard, and, and like it, it's actually a good fighter. It's a good Pokemon. It, it's just dumb. Fell for Trico's plan. Cacnea is a good cac. I also appreciate that James has leadership skills, and that was also a great line from James, where he's like, a weaker person would cry at this story while he's crying. That was great. I just love the idea that his dream now is to be a branch manager of, I I guess, a crime syndicate. So yeah, Ash was good enough. He did the Pokemon things. His lack of knowledge about battling was weird. A little bit. Especially since later he can think of, what if I electrocuted Trico in the air? Uh, I feel like Ash did that by accident. Whereas Brock's like, oh, I know why that worked. And like, that was actually a decent reason. Just like, there's no way for the electricity to go. Just like, oh, cool. Pokemon science. Neat. Of course, that did not apply to the balloon two minutes earlier. The balloon had like electric lights on it. So it, I think it just powered the lights more or something. It's, it's Team Rocket gadgetry. It, it could do anything. They sometimes just make things shockproof and just say they are shockproof. That's true, they do a lot of that. (laughs) Anyway, I think it's about all I have to say about Pokemon, though. The last thing I wanted to bring up is just that I like May and Max squabbling, because it reminds me of when I was younger, (laughs) fighting with my own sister. Mm, Fair. And she's like, oh, I can relate. May and Max are are good. Max not being able to navigate with a GPS is is pretty funny. (laughs) It was out of range. So it's just like, what's the point? Out of range of what? That's what? Of the sky? Maybe. Do they have satellites? Do they have space programs? I don't know. I don't know if it's come up. What was the first Pokemon sent into space? That's a fair question. I'm I'm not super clear that they have air travel besides get on the back of a big Pokemon. Hmm. They must have. I don't know. Why would you develop an airplane when you can just get a pet to fly you? It must be in one of the games, surely. We know boats exist. Yeah, we know boats are there. They boat around all over the place. No, I don't know about space or plane travel. Hmm. If there's anyone out there who knows of a specific episode of Pokemon or one of the games that has an airplane in it, please let me know. I'm curious. We know they have hot air balloons. No idea about planes or space. Anyway. Let's uh, let's declare this not filler. Yeah, it wasn't filler because Ash caught a Trico and now he has three Pokemon on his team. Two starters and a burb. Yeah. I hope he has a bit more variety this season. It's not just all starters. I don't know. So far we have Pikachu, starter, and trash tier burb. Taylor is good. Taylor's fine. I know that Taylor evolves at some point, and it's good. I hope we see that. That would be nice. But yeah, overall, I like Trico's a lot, and Ash's Trico is good, and this episode is all around pretty good. Let's move on to Now You See It. Now you don't. I remember this episode, and it makes me sad. It's got a lot of good atmosphere, but it doesn't actually make a lot of sense. Yeah, there's a lot of moments that like hit emotionally, but it doesn't go anywhere. 
even even you know once we get to the whole Yugoth program thing, like at the having seen this show multiple times, I don't really know what Yamaki's ultimate plan here was. Like destroy the field. I guess. Why why was there just a standing field in this tunnel? What who was that supposed to help? I don't really know. Like I don't know if this ever gets explained as to what this digital field was, or if it was just an anomaly. But yeah, you got this just is some virus thing, I guess. Yeah, I, it might help if I knew my Lovecraft better. I know Yugoth is a reference to Lovecraft, but I don't read that much Lovecraft. Yugoth is something that you say to a goth. It's true, it's true. And then they say, no you. And then you go, oh no, I'm a goth now. So yeah, um, when Gilmon disappears, it's traumatizing. I very much dislike this. Gilmon basically dying for a minute. Not good. I, I don't like it when friends disappear. And Henry just being like, yeah, he might be dead. Oh. I know how the season ends, and just Henry being so indifferent here is just like, wow, you really don't care when it's not happening to you, huh? Like, I almost wish someone would call him out on this. 44 episodes ago, Henry, you were like, this could just happen. And look at us now. But yeah, Henry just being like, yeah, maybe Digimon just go back and deal with it. He He might, he might be dead. You don't know. I don't know how Digimon work. Just get over it, Kao. I'm more than happy to speculate um, on just exactly how painful it must have been for Gilmon. However, none of us can truly say for certain. I don't know, Takato. This could just really suck for you. I hope that's comforting. And then, and then Ruki kind of steals the show. She's real good today. She tries. Uh, I wasn't super into her. Because, like, she's so Sundere. Yeah, that's fair. I appreciated that we never have to talk about the nonsensical dream again. Yeah, well, she'll kick him. And you know what? He never mentions it again. That kick was just so extra. It was pretty extra. But she mentions it still. Double standards. Let's keep awkwardly trying to insinuate some romance in here. Takao straight up says, like, I I'm not into you that way. I, I just want to know about Digimon. So I, I don't think it's really there. I don't know. Dub writers sure seemed like they were trying for a while there. Grandma was trying. Grandma really tried. I love that Grandma gets on, on chat rooms. Rika doesn't usually bring round boys. <laughs> he was just leaving. You should come back and see us sometime. I'll do that. You're never doing that. On oh, that whole scene, just where Renamon is pinning Gilmon behind the building is funny. That's so good. Especially since Grandma already probably knows. It'd be about Renamon. Well, yeah, I guess not Gilmon, but... They like they meet later. But... They do meet later, and she's just like, Oh, good, I knew there was a fox spirit. I didn't know it was a Digimon. That's religion for you. I don't know. I'm not religious anymore. Yeah, so anyway, then, then there's this tunnel. Yeah, the tunnel. It's a tunnel. Not a whole lot happens here, but for some reason, even after Gilmon almost dies there, we're going to start using it as a place to hide Digimon. Just because it's bigger. But I don't think it's really used that much apart from that. I thought it came up a little more often, but I could be remembering wrong. They're normally just kept in the in the usual, I don't even know what you call it, shack in the park, which no one else goes into for some reason. It's Well, and it's weird that like that's a real thing, and I do not know why there's just a random like mausoleum-looking thing that you can just hang out inside, but I want to go inside and, and Photoshop pictures so that they have Digimon in them. That'd be neat. I wasn't able to go when I was in uh, Japan last year, so, you know, next time I, I go, I need to bring a Digimon fan with me. 
It's a very talky episode. This might be one of the only ones that doesn't really have a battle in it. They battle with the concept of Gilmon being torn away from them. Yeah, we're going to battle with the concept of mortality. I'm here for it. That is the episode. They're just like, what if we can't control when our Digimon leaves us? Yep. And the answer is just, oh. How would we deal with that? And Rika's like, oh, I'd be totally cool with it. They're just data. And then they're like, no, you wouldn't. You would cry. You would cry. We established this not that long ago. And Henry's like, okay, so Terrymon's fading a bit. You just run away now and I'll be totally chill. Just like, maybe that's the way it is. And then Takato just goes through it. Yamaki seems like just the just massive Pikachu here. Oh, Yamaki. We haven't even got onto Yamaki yet. He's a whole thing. He's working with incompetent people. Apparently. I think the dub really thought he was going to be a lot more evil than he turned out to be. Hmm. I mean, he's, he's super shady. He, he wears shades all the time, even in that incredibly dark room. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. And he has a long haircut, so you just you just know he's not trustworthy. Plus, he's blonde, so you know he's, you know, not, not really Japanese and not supposed to be trusted. I see. I actually have no idea what that's supposed to signify, but probably something. Blonde is the color of fire because he burns Digimon. <laughs> I don't know. I was going somewhere. Yeah, Yamaki is just, like, there. He is in charge for some reason. Like, to make it seem like he knows what he's talking about, but then he's also just sort of sending a program in and hoping it works. So, eh, it is what it is. Sounds about right. I do appreciate that his underlings just at every step are just like, should you really be doing this? Are you, are you, you sure you don't want to check with the higher-ups? Oh, oh, you'll fire, you'll fire me if I don't. Okay, but, but are you sure? This continues to be a terrible idea, sir. You're just going to destroy the, the thing that we we don't know what it is? And there's like new blips in the thing? Th- those could be children. In fact, they are children. You, you still don't want to do this? Just kill the children. It's very important. And they never find out that he almost killed them. <laughs> he did very nearly kill our main cast. And I don't think he's a strong enough character to carry the show by himself. No. We'd have had to, like, move on to Kenta? I guess. And nobody wants that. Kazu. I just realized that Kazu sounds a lot like Kazoo. (laughs) I have a special brain. So yeah, Yamaki nearly kills him. Gilmon nearly dies. Takato cries again because he just just can't hold on to his dinosaur for 24 hours. I love Susie. (laughs) Susie just be like, hello, hello, hello. She's pretty great. Just get Henry. Henry, there's an angry man on the phone. I'm not angry. I I love Susie so much. Sometimes the dub gets some good jokes in there. They really do. Oh, uh, and being scared is like trying to ice skate on sausages. <laughs> Says Calamon. He probably doesn't know what ice skating or sausages are. What a weird, like, point of view to have, too. Huh. Yeah, loneliness doesn't sound like a very useful feeling, so I just don't. I have opted out of loneliness. Loneliness is silly. Fear is the mind killer and loneliness is its, like, you know, distant cousin, I guess. It's such a mixed mixed bag of an episode. Like, some of it's really sort of deep and kind of depressing and scary. And the rest of it's just silly jokes. And, and like, Gilman being adorable and, and all things good in the world. I really liked the, the small children just poking Gilman. They were adorable. Just because he's a dinosaur. Him dinosaur? He dinosaur. We poke. Last thing I'm going to mention is that I, I really like the fact that they keep going back to the parents. Just so that we, we see that they are worried about Takao. 
Yeah, I that might be the most like meaningful thing we've ever gotten out of a parent in Digimon. And and not even just being scared to death, but just the slow burn toward, well, he's a kid. Let's let's give him space. Alright, um But it is getting late. I'm just like, oh no. And the eating the ice cream thing. Uh, yeah, the parents were good. I liked them. They were good parents. Did you have anything else to talk about? No. It was an interesting episode. The dub, I think, really tried too hard to make it less scary and mostly just made it a less good episode. Like, what they added is fun, and I enjoyed it, but it, it does make, like, very mixed tone. So Gilmon might die. Anyway, let's make a bunch of jokes. Yeah, it's like, it, it doesn't sit still in one sort of mood. Well, and Takato is very clearly originally worried that he's dying, not that he's going to go back to the digital world. I, I don't know if that was clear. I feel like it's the implication even if it's not what they're saying. You know what I mean? I think the dub did a, a good enough job of making it seem like Carl's just worried that Gilmore might go back to the digital world or something. Yeah, that was the other thing, is maybe not having a tamer is fine. And he's like, so do you want to leave? What? No. Um, mixed messages, buddy. Yeah, that was just funny. Just because, like, you get a real insight into Gilmon's inner workings there. Where he, j- he just has random thoughts, says them out loud sometimes. Well, that, and I'm just not sure that he really thinks of Takato as a partner yet, so much as mom. <laughs> Takato is my mommy. Oh, it's so good. He's a precious dino boy. Him good. Was this episode filler or not filler? It's up in the air. I don't think we're really going to come back to anything other than the word Yugoth will be said. But it was super atmospheric, and I liked the character development. Um, I went with not filler on the back of the like the bit we're going to hypnos about, and a little bit more about the digital world as well being like this separate plane made up of data, like just how it functions in this new series. That's fair, yeah. And in case it wasn't clear enough yet, Hemi being like, "I think we're in the digital world from the TV show." Like, wow. Okay. Maybe it's real. Well, now you're thinking the digital world might be real? After you've been hanging out with a person made of data for, like, two months? Yeah, and, like, when you were playing the video game three episodes ago, you were like, maybe this world is real. Nice subtle hint there, Henry. You nailed it. Good job. You did it. It's a pretty solid episode, even if it does wobble between modes. Moods, that's the word. Modes, moods, same thing. It's not the best episode but uh, it's it's still up there. It was good. It's still enjoyable. It was just kind of iffy. Now it's time for Mono A Mono, where we attempt to compare these episodes by arguing over trivial things. So, firstly, general comparisons just before we get into things that actually matter. The focus of Digimon is trying to save Takato's partner, whereas the focus of Pokemon is trying to save Trico's tree. One seems a bit more important than a tree. That's fair, yeah. Especially since that tree has clearly been dead for a very long time. Oh yeah, it has no leaves. There's like no chance of it surviving. And apparently it was almost cracked in half. Perfectly split down the middle. I've got to say, it's definitely making it on my list of top ten most dramatic tree deaths. That'd be great. That'd be a great list. So, Mon of the Week. Who have you gone for? I think I'm going to go with Calamon. Calamon was pretty great for the, the very limited time they were on screen. Interesting choice. I personally went with Gilmon. That's fair. They were in it a lot more, and they were funny. I, I would watch the the Gilmon and Kulumon show. Calamon was only there for like a minute. 
So I, I, I would give it to Calamon myself. Oh, wait, is this one where we have to come up with a, an agreement? We have to pick one at the end, yes. Okay. Um, but May has gone for Trico, which is completely valid. Like, Trico is good. I would not mind changing my mind to Trico. I can live with Trico. Like, Trico was definitely my second choice after Gilmon. Yeah, Trico did a good. Let's give it to Trico. As for Yumon of the week, um, I went with Takato. He cries and is brave. Takato was real, was, was a good boy. He was so sweet and sensitive, and everyone else around him is kind of just mean and insensitive. Yeah, like, you expect that from Mookie, that's her character, but now Hen- Henry was just a jerk for no reason. Yeah, he was just so indifferent to Takato's concerns. Like, Takato's there being like, my dog's disappearing in front of me, and Henry's just like, maybe it's just the way it is. Just like, wow, thanks a lot. And really didn't seem that concerned when it was Terriermon. Yeah, Henry was just like, oh, okay, that's fine, you, you just, you walk away casual but Takato got excited when Rika came to help it's just like oh they're a team and uh, let's see who May went for Takato I think it's Takato all round Takato man was a good Takato mom yeah Takato mom now for ratings let's do Pokemon first all right I gave Pokemon a seven out of ten if we did halves I'd say seven and a half but seven seven May has gone for four wow May really is not enjoying Pokemon. Getting some J numbers in here. I don't think May's given Pokemon anything above like an 8. I can't remember what they gave the Team Rocket episode last week. That's probably the highest they've given one, whatever that was. Yeah, I I think they said 7. No, they did say like 7 last week, wasn't it? So yeah, the highest they've gone is 7. So, oof, rough for Pokemon. Now, Digimon, I gave it a (laughs) 6. It was good. Like, it was just a bit iffy. So I didn't feel like it was quite a seven where it's just like quite confidently good. That's fair. Um, I think I'm going to stick with my seven on this one as well. It was, you know, it was pretty good. Sevens all round from Quinn. May gave it a six. All right. What's that add up to? Six is six. Seven is 19. Which means that Digimon has just won this week by one point. Woo! It's 19-18 to Digimon this week. Which makes the overall score 6-1 to Digimon. Even when Pokemon, I think, had a good episode, it's still just like Digimon's mediocre episode beats it out. Kind of does. Digimon won, barely. Next time, we'll be discussing the eighth episodes, A Tale with a Twist and A Question of Trust. I'm going to place my bets now that A Tale with a Twist is about Spoink or Grumpig. Is my guess. It could also be a Meowth episode. Maybe. I would like a Meowth-heavy episode. That'd be neat. But if you want to talk about today's episodes, you can reach us on Twitter, via email, and in the Moncast Discord. We would love to know if space or aeroplanes are a thing in Pokemon. And you can support the show via Patreon to gain access to the Moncast Uncut. As always, a big thank you to our patrons for supporting our episodes. Chisai236, Nicholas, Keith, and Fletchy42. We are one patron away from doing monthly specials. So, if you can, please support the show. And we'll start with Digimon the Movie. Massive thank you to Quinn for joining me today. Where can the people find you? I guess I'm lost in translation, Mon, sometimes. We are both over there. There'll be a new Adventure Colon episode at this point. All the links will be in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And until next time, don't disappear into the void. And if you do, um, try to come back. Bye. Bye! What a weird ending.
Uh, well, that and just like, oh, okay, yeah, remember back when in season one they teased a giant tentacle that was going to destroy buildings like Godzilla? Anyway, yeah, I never pay attention to the intro. That did happen, though. Did it? Yeah, I think it's like episode 19. Eh, wild. I, I feel like I watched a lot of Pokemon as a kid and was like, what the- Pikachu! How does that episode not exist? It does. It involves tentacle and tentacruel. And they just become giants for no reason? Yeah, there's like a giant tentacruel that's annoyed because the, the people on the coast are doing something in the water. Okay, so it's like just an episode of Godzilla. Got it. Pretty much. It's just a kaiju attack episode. But it's pretty good, if I remember right. Fair. Uh, just listen to the Moncast episode on it, if you want. I'll do that. <laughs> Where would I find this? Uh, I'm sorry, what did you say the name of your podcast was? <laughs> I'm not doing this. I don't know what you're doing. Um, anyway, so... I rarely know what I'm doing either, Quinn. Let's let's wrap this up. Let's wrap. We're this really up. just gonna keep doing it. Are we? Okay. Let's wrap this up. I thought we would get bored of it eventually, but we just keep doing it. It's so good. It kind of is. Digivolution is up and coming. <laughs> no, <laughs> up and running week. even. Okay. Padaman says thank you for listening to the Moncast. Bye bye.